It's Nathan and the Craig. Nathan and the Craig. Their podcast has no budget. It's on its last leg. They're not even D-list, but they'll give you the gist on bullshit news, pop culture reviews, and all sorts of topics. Their jokes are uninspired. Their impressions all tired. They're Nathan. They're Nathan and the Craig. 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 That's enough, dude. Craig. 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 Have you played the video game? Um, the Telltale Stories one yes. or the crappy Daryl one? No, not the one with Daryl and Merle. Survival the, Instinct. Shitty. <laughs> the Telltale Games one. Yeah. Um, I am slacking on that big time. When season one came out, I was all over that and I was up to date and I would bought the season pass and I've played a little bit of episode five, the last episode in it. And it's like, oh, I got time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, other stuff's happening. I don't really play 360 that much anymore i mostly now use it for the wwe network and netflix but you played a good deal of the first season yes, yes. okay i haven't touched the second season now that it's out i'm like craig fucking find some time or something as you know and any walking dead fans listening know and any non-walking dead fans listening don't worry we're not gonna sit here and waste your time with walking dead shit this is this is what we do uh, we waste just banter. We waste people's shit. time, but only for a little bit, and then, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh shit, Pinky in the Brain!" Imagine that they they are going to talk about Pinky in the Brain. They are going to do what they said they're going to do. About thirty five minutes into the podcast, I was doubting whether or not this is a Pinky in the Brain podcast. Well, I would have to think those would be first time listeners because if if they're not, they should know by this point. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so as you know. As a Walking Dead fan, recently in the comic, it's been shit's been Hitting interesting. The fan? It's been cool. It's been interesting up until and like the last one. the The last issue was very interesting. That's what I'm going to say because we're not trying to we spoil, spoil anything it. for anybody. Uh, but there were some new characters introduced and some changes to the. You know, series. interesting is is actually putting it lightly. Like there's, it's almost like there was a complete switch of tone. So how would you feel, Craig, if suddenly next issue? Daryl and Clementine showed up together. Daryl? Daryl from the show and Clementine from the video game. I don't know about Daryl yet. I don't know about Daryl yet. To the non-initiated who maybe knows of The Walking Dead in one form or another but doesn't really know what we're talking about, Daryl was created just for the show and Clementine was created just for the video game. Neither of them right. are in the, the original comic. Um, but the difference being... Is, is that it's almost like where Daryl is is a completely parallel universe version of The Walking Dead, but Clementine is in the same universe. No, as, actually, no. The video games take place in the same universe as the comics. Supposedly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Clementine in the comics. She, like, I could see them making it happen to be more fair, though, with I Clementine s- than with Daryl. I still see the video game as a alternate universe from the comic, but maybe it's an alternate universe that is closer to the comic than... The TV show alternate right. universe, which is a little bit farther away in the multiverse where there's an because alternate there's, universe for everything. Because you do meet um, characters from the comic in, in the game. Yeah. 
Totally. And we won't spoil that. And obviously you meet characters from the comic and the show too, but But they're different <laughs> it's versions. It's different, yeah. Like there are there's a character you meet that is very clearly the comic version of the character and not the show version because they both look so different, you know. Right. And the way the timeline works and all that. But I'm proposing a, a comic version of Daryl and Clementine. I'm not proposing this happen. I would react very poorly, but I, it's just a, a funny thought. I, honestly, for you. like I said, I think I could see it more easily with Clementine than with Daryl. But you'd probably have to wait till you've ran your course on the video game, you know, and then you could maybe make them. I wouldn't be happy somewhere. about either. The video game is cool. I wouldn't be disappointed way. by by Clementine showing up. I might be a little no. ticked off by Daryl. I. Either or, to me, would just feel like a cheap grab. Those characters were not intended to be in the comic. You're, and even if it's from a point of appreciation, like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you just sit there and be a goddamn snooty little bastard. I'm you not being snooty. Dead snob. You can, I can have a fucking opinion on something without it being a fucking. <laughs> and I can choose high to. Horse. I can choose to denigrate you for that opinion. Wait, That's... that kind of makes me the asshole. And... <laughs> No, 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 this won't work at all. Let's get on to the news, huh? Yeah, let's look at some news. NetherRealm Studios made an announcement. I don't know if you've heard. I mean, I think everybody probably has Nether heard Realm. by now. It sounds familiar. What do they do? Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. New Mortal Kombat's coming out. Mortal Kombat Oh, X. it's video games. Yes. I'm thinking movies. No! Even though as we were setting up, you were like, yeah, we're going to lead in with my video, video game, game news. news. <laughs> still like, oh, they're making another Mortal Kombat movie? Great. <laughs> it's not Platinum Dunes? Well, at least that's a relief. But <laughs> Somebody mentioned this to me, and they told me, actually kind of bringing it back to what we were just talking about, that they were trying to go for like a Telltale Games style really? to this. I think, I don't, I didn't bother like googling that but i think they misread something because we were talking about telltale games and how it's storyline driven and i think maybe they were just like oh yeah that's the new mortal kombat's gonna the new mortal kombat is not gonna be story behind it but yeah it's 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 gotta be a fighting game press triangle to tell scorpion to fuck off press square to say scorpion you're right press circle (laughs) to say scorpion you need to calm down and press x to rip scorpion's spinal cord out of his body well, well, um, it, they do say it's going to combine unparalleled cinematic presentation with dynamic gameplay. Unparalleled cinematic presentation. Holy it, well, shit. This is going to be... be the Citizen Kane of gaming. Step aside, Chrono Trigger. Easy. I, I don't think we've quite re- reached Chrono Trigger levels yet. Right and now. Chrono Trigger isn't necessarily a great example of, what was it, cinematic? Cinematic presentation. Yeah, cinematic yeah. tomfoolery. Uh-huh. Yeah, tomfoolery. Uh, I saw the teaser trailer for it, and it looks amazing. They showed like a fight between Sub Zero and uh, Scorpion. I highly doubt seconds. that Mortal Kombat will be. They didn't even say in video gaming. They just said, "What was it?" The highlight of. I, I, I'm, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Okay, here's the official statement. Fueled by next-gen technology, Mortal Kombat X combines unparalleled cinematic presentation with dynamic gameplay to create an unprecedented combat experience. Combat with a K. (laughs) Well, yeah, you can't trademark combat with a C. And Wiz Khalifa is joining them. Are you serious? You're joking, right? (laughs) Well, he definitely did the music that went with the teaser, so I think... There's if we hadn't already done the joke enough times, this would be the point where I say, you know what? I'm done with this podcast. I'm leaving. Then I get up and pretend to walk away. Then you go, oh, no, Nathan, come back. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm well, out. I'll just I'll just stop it with this. If you get up and walk away, Wiz Khalifa wins. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's for Scorpion. That's all it's going to be. Black it's and Yellow Scorpion. is going to be Scorpion's theme song. <laughs> Every time Scorpion comes out, it's going to be like a wrestler entering the fucking ring with a fucking shitty rapper. Doing the fucking theme song. Oh, like black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, and Scorpions like get over here. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Somebody, please make a remix of that. (laughs) No, please don't. (laughs) Uh, comic book movie news. Ooh, comic book. One more take. Ooh, comic book movie news. Screenwriter Max Landis recently tweeted. Crazy about Marvel getting Spider-Man back. That's going to be bonkers. Whoa. Wait, 
They got Spider-Man back? Well, a couple moments later, he tweeted, ellipses, and for the uninformed, that's dot, dot, dot. There's a chance I wasn't supposed to tweet that. And then, whoops. shortly later, he tweeted, haha, five months from now, this is all going to be real interesting. So, five months from now, uh, Sony's finally giving... Knows that's the state of affairs. Sony has Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe well, they got a different Sony Spider-Man. Sony has Spider-Man. Sony has Spider-Man. So all Spider-Man. And, and uh, as as far as movie rights go, and Marvel does not. Now, right. to be fair, Max Landis also tweeted recently that he was playing Gambit in the new movies, and that's clearly a joke. You know, he's so, not. So playing he's Gambit. just he's just a twi- a Twitter comedian. Then who knows? But then Rob Liefeld tweeted. As part of this like stream of tweets about how pissed he is with how Marvel's dealing with all their like toy licensing and stuff. Uh, well, at least he's fighting a good fight. Well, one of those tweets, the one that really caught my eye, was my uninformed prediction. Sony will split producing slash financing with Marvel on next Spidey film and open door for inclusion in Avengers 3. Now, yeah. like he said, that's his uninformed prediction. It's not like it's a far out there prediction. It, it's what everybody's been saying should happen. Stan Lee said he wants it to happen, but he has Everybody no wants it to happen. Pull the in fans that. want want it to happen. Disney actually already owns merchandising rights for Sony's Spider-Man movies. So Sony only Sony has the right to make the movies, but only Disney has the right to, to make, make the, the merchandise toys. from the movie. So it's not that far dude. I would like nothing more. Well, that's not true. I would like live-action Pokemon more. <laughs> I would like a date with Ruth Gordon more. I would like a lot of things more. You're but... going to have to give up on the Ruth Gordon dream. <laughs> it's, just, it's just plain silly at this point. <laughs> Craig, I actually saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 recently. Have you seen it? No. No? The second one, no. A friend actually took me out to see it for my birthday. Have you seen the first one? Yes. What would you think? Uh, had its ups and downs. It, yeah, I agree. I liked it better than the other Spider-Mans. I kind of agree. And I believe we've had the discussion of uh, Lizard looking like a Koopa. Yeah, I mean, my opinion in a nutshell, I don't like the Lizard. I don't like the villain in that movie, whether, when he's a human or when he's the Lizard. What The CG, the character, well, that, the yeah, acting, they done better the writing, I don't like that. Uh, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's a good he's Spider-Man. he's in that costume... Perfect. Fucking perfect. When he is Peter Parker. He's a little too hit or cute miss. guy. Like, but uh, he kind of looks like, you know, he, he doesn't look like the nerdy high school type from the first movie. Yeah. At least. You don't get to see the nerdy Peter Parker. Peter Parker does grow to be more confident, but like you don't get to see that nerdy Peter Parker. And maybe I do yeah, think Tobey Maguire did a better job. There you go. Because that's what it, it kind of feels like. It's like adult Peter Parker in kid's body. Recently, man, body. everybody's shitting on the fucking Sam Raimi ones. And I'm like, I'm over here like, yo, fuck all of you. All of you motherfuckers love those movies when they came out. I guarantee it. Fuck all of you, dude. I, I think those first word. two were great. Um, Me, I, I noticed how you said the first two. <laughs> oh, yeah. The third one was awful. I couldn't um, even get through it. But. I did not enjoy the second one at all. The first. OK, fair, fair enough. Um, but the first I liked two, the first one. I liked the first one enough to make me go see the second one in theaters. As far as I'm so, consider, or concerned, they're not perfect, but they're you know, good. At they're age 15, 16, you have to really decide what you're going to spend your allowance on. I also don't think Tobey Maguire deserves getting shit on as much as you do. He wasn't the best Spider-Man, but I think he was a good uh, Peter Parker. I think he was a better Peter Parker than Andrew Garfield. But okay. not a, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man is before I ever saw him as Spider-Man, is exactly what I see in my head when I'm reading the comics. It's perfect. Perfect. As far as the second movie, man, I don't understand either why it's not getting great critical reviews. Yeah, like, it really didn't get that many good ones. I was very pleased with it. I was mean, it better than the first one? Yes. Without a fucking doubt, in my opinion. And, and Rotten Tomatoes will tell you otherwise, but without a doubt, it was better than the first one, in my opinion, dude. Um, on at How any, dare any way you, you go against the it. word of the tomato? Now, there were a lot of times that it did get a little cheesy, but it, it always was 
without a doubt self-aware. This is a record for how many times I've said without a doubt in a podcast, but it was always self-aware of this. It knew it was a comic book movie and it knew when it was being cheesy. It's not to say there were no complaints, but my complaints are very, very few. Well, on to sci-fi movie news, uh, did you hear that two more cast members were added to Episode Seven, Star Wars? Probably. I may or may not have. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o from 12 Years a Slave. Okay. The Emmy winner. Okay. Yeah. And Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, you might not know her. Game of Thrones fans might know her as the mighty Brienne of Tarth. Okay. I don't know if you know who that is probably I not. do not nope um basically she's the only female in the entire realm that's actually a knight okay so she's pretty badass well hey dude I gotta love that Star Wars episode 7 is upping the diversity as much as I hope it's not just them ploying it just to up the diversity creating right. pointless characters but at least it's not but... like they're they're getting actors with like credentials yeah they have high credentials well, not all of them have high credentials, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they got a good pedigree in movies. Yeah. Or something. And I mean, not that it should matter, because it shouldn't. If you tell a good story, you tell a good story. But the original Star Wars, there was one black character and one female character. Oh, yeah. In they, three, they definitely. In three two and a half hour long movies. Okay, there was Mon Mothma. She was a female character. Mothma? Yeah. Uh, she was one of the big leaders in the Rebellion. Oh, right, right, yeah. I, I, I was think thinking, like, I, was, I just kept thinking, like, I'm back on, still kind of in Godzilla mode, and I was like, Mothra? Yeah. Mothma? Mothman? And we're not talking prequels, because I know there were more females in the prequels and right. more black people in the prequels. But Plenty was... of Natalie Portman and uh, Jimmy Smith's Natalie Portman clones. You can never have enough Natalie Portmans. I, I stand by that. I think you got three in your uh, in your room right now. Well, those are just my life-size cardboard stand-ups, but... Oh, the standees. Is that what they call them? Standees? I don't know. Like E, E, E. Fads. That's a sticker on the wall. I have a, Natalie, Manning. I have a Natalie Portman fat head in my room. <laughs> it's, I had the, the screen cap of her when she's naked in that short film on the Darjeeling Limited DVD. Yeah. Craig's like, just I totally know what you're talking head. about. That was English. <laughs> I didn't see the Darjeeling Limited. No, but she, yeah, Natalie Portman. She is, got naked in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I respect it too because it's not like cin- it's not cinematic tomfoolery. No. No, just, and uh, it's just it's, normal tomfoolery. Like well, it's like, like a straight up real naked person. It's not like a like oh like a, this is gonna be a sex scene. Yeah. Like, and I'm not denigrating her at all. She's fucking beautiful. But no real naked person is 100 percent flattering, and that's human, and that's like cool and attractive in its own way. You know. Yes. I'm going to go with yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, listener. Hit us up on Twitter at Fairpoint Pod. You're you're doing it wrong. Let me get them digits. Stop it. Let me get them hashtags. I don't like what you're doing right now. Well, okay, let's get those hashtags, but let's get those hashtags going. So this brings me to a new thought, maybe something I want you to ponder. Any person in the world... Uh, top three fatheads you would want. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Living, of course. Somebody that could have had their picture taken just for you, 2014, right now. Well, the start, Guy Fox. <laughs> no, no, I said living. <laughs> All right, we're being real here. Uh, well, me. You'd want be, a fathead of yourself? <laughs> well, yeah. Really? <laughs> no. Man, I could not look at myself every day on the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the difference between me and you, Craig. I make this shit look good. Or you just think you make this shit look good. <laughs> I, uh, no, for, to, to be real, I don't want any fat heads. But let's see. <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. Um, no, but I'm saying, yeah. You, hmm. So what? You're not the target demographic of the fat head community. I'll even allow Natalie Portman to be one of them. <laughs> Debbie Gibson. Sure, Debbie Gibson on it. And again, this is Debbie Gibson 2014. <laughs> <laughs> no fair. I told you. <laughs> she go the person's coming to take the picture for him right now. Personal one, just for Nathan Capacer. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Perfect. <laughs> I accept. 
He'll do it too. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. I got a Neil deGrasse Tyson fucking fathead on my wall. What do you do got? You got a Neil deGrasse Tyson fathead? Does Only anyone a- <laughs> have a Neil deGrasse Tyson fathead on their wall? I thought not. One of a kind. <laughs> um, and well, Bruce Campbell, you can't beat that. Okay, so you got now you got two dudes on your wall, and Debbie Gibson, <laughs> and Debbie Gibson. They wouldn't all be in one room. That would just be creepy. No, they're all gonna be in your bedroom <laughs> every day, next to each I'm, other, one wall. Every three, day, I'm three, trying to go to sleep. They're just and all I've got staring at Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bruce Campbell. And Debbie Gibson just all staring at me. I'm, I think I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> well, all fatheads aside, I got a little bit of mysterious news. Next on Mysterious Mysteries. Do you get that reference? Unsolved Mysteries? Well, yeah, but that's the sub-reference. That's what, what I'm referencing was referencing. Uh, Invader Zim? Bam! Right here. Slaps it. Air 5. I really hope you added in a good high-fiving sound Well, no, effect. it was an air five. There is no sound effect. Maybe I'll add a whoosh. Yeah, yeah like a, <laughs> a Nike whoosh. Yeah. All right, let's try it again. There it is. Sounds better. Where'd my hat go? <laughs> well, anyways, this mysterious mystery comes straight from a little Russian ghost town uh, called Kalachi. My favorite vacation spot. There's only 680 people live there. Oh, that's why it's my favorite vacation spot. Nice and empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, there, there has been a series of people falling asleep and staying asleep for two to six days. People like just randomly go into mini comas. What? Yeah, and they have no idea what's causing it or anything. Like, person said he was milking a cow while you know doing his morning farming things and then he woke up a few days later in a hospital jesus yeah just don't know what happened to them that's what, crazy and they don't know why these people are doing it they think it might have something to do with uh uranium backlash from uh i think it's from chernobyl back in the day you know even then uh, another doctor thinks it's a neurological psychosis thing that's randomly hitting specific, you know just these two towns Hopefully everybody's all right. Yeah. Uh, well, especially because, like, consider what if that happened while you're driving? Oh, my God. You know? Well, I'm going to be the classic one-upsman and uh, actually reluctantly one-up your story there. Oh, does, does it feel good? <laughs> does it feel good to go no. one-up me this way? It really doesn't. Because uh, I see the pain in your eyes. You don't all, have to do it. You can just let me stay on top. All kidding aside, man... Uh, I almost want to apologize for bringing up this story, but it's not gonna make me cry, is it? It's it's fucked up, and I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression. Like we are not by any means a encouraging, b making light of, or c. Well, now you got me worried. If we should even be talking about it, it's it's fucked up, man. Um, we talk a lot about horror movies. We talk a lot about the internet. We talk a lot about pop culture and mythology, and we've talked a lot about Slenderman on the show before. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say we talked a lot about Slenderman, but we have a talked few times. About him. Yeah, I do well, want to have that Slenderman episode. Oh yeah, that'd be a great episode. So let's get this out of the way now, so we don't have to bring it up then. Okay. Wait, uh, is there a real life Slenderman? Two twelve-year-old girls actually were arrested and are being tried as adults. They're facing sixty years year old in girls? prison. Yes. This is in Wisconsin. They attempted to kill their friend by stabbing her 19 times. She's luckily she's not dead. She's still alive, but she's lucky to be alive. And uh, yeah, people could take a lot of stabbings without dying as long as they don't hit the vital organs. And obviously, I don't think 12 year olds know what they're stabbing at. Oh my god! It's so thank well, thankfully for that. Supposedly, she's alive. it was a whole. They planned this for three months. They wanted to please Slender Man. This is why they were doing what? this. And then run away to his forest mansion. Because apparently Slenderman has a forest mansion. Yeah, he doesn't just eat their souls. Slenderman, I've never heard anything about him having a forest mansion. I've, I even Googled Slenderman forest mansion and all I can find oh, is references to this. Oh, you got was Minecraft videos. Well, no, all I got is references oh. to this. But they tried. Their friend? 
they're they, fucking friend or is it just like you know they're yeah they were best friends. friends and they were best friends they tried to, they were gonna have her over at a sleep sleepover and do it then they abandoned that plan they tried to kill her in this bathroom at a park and then they were they chickened out so they went for a walk through the woods and then that's where they did it luckily they they fled after stabbing her 19 times i guess there's no luckily about it but they left her there in the woods and fled and she was able to drag herself to the fucking road oh, where a cyclist her. found her oh good and for the cyclist for alive. stopping oh my god. my god it's like i said yeah i mean it, i feel bad for bringing it up you want to listen to a pinky in the brain episode and have fun listen to us make jokes and you're hearing about a 12 year old girl getting stabbed this is just times. horrible it's, it's just horrible horrible news not only that but two 12 year old girls killing somebody like it's their it's friend horrible. that's also 12 I assume that, like you saying, they had this all planned out. All these girls willingly admitted this, obviously, to the police. Yeah, they were. When they finally got caught, was probably wrong. Clearly, they must have some type of. They're twelve. By twelve, unless you've had the worst parenting in the world, or you have clearly, you should know that killing another person is is not okay to do. It might seem like I'm trying to trivialize this or make a point with this, which I, I promise you I'm not. This is not something I planned. This is something that popped in my mind here in the conversation. Uh, because as you may have gathered, we plan very little on this show. Plan? Huh? It Plan something? It's a classic case of atrocities committed because of a blatant misunderstanding and failure to even like get the basics of the mythology you're fucking creating these atrocities for. Oh, you did it because you want to please Slenderman? Well, you didn't read enough about Slenderman. Obviously, that's not, that's there not Slenderman. is nothing on there about Slenderman you don't, rescuing children. Like, you don't make fucking who sacrifices Who did you hear that Slenderman. from, man? Granted, we're talking about two psychologically disabled 12-year-old children, but fuck, man. It's, it's awful. Thank God she survived. That's... Awesome. Yeah, we definitely wish the girl a very quick recovery. Yeah, seriously. Well, um, palate cleansing time. We can move on to the topic that everyone wants to hear about now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. get to some cheerful fun discussion fanboying out a little bit let me just crank up the just the facts spot a little bit there and okay let it go just the facts the ins in me all is a five man no you were not bag of gears that's God next week damn it what he's spoiling everything just the facts pinky and the brain are Characters originally created as a reoccurring segment of the popular 90s car- cartoon Animaniacs later given their own spin-off appropriately titled Pinky and the Brain. The Brain. There are two genetically enhanced mice with the ability to talk. Under the leadership of Brain, they have one comment to take over the world. There we go. So Pinky and the fucking Brain. Uh, uh, wow, what it, what is there to say about this gem here? Well, I guess uh, we'll set a little bit of foundation. If you're, If this is the rare case where you don't know who Pinky and the Brain are, it was a cartoon series about a pair of mice... One of yeah. which had a megalomaniacal desire to take over the world. Maybe it had something to do with his brain being so big. And the other, which was just kind of dumb and silly and irreverent, said, said ir- irreverent and irrelevant. The show, before it was ever a show, it, of course, started out as a recurring short on Animaniacs. Yes. 
Loved it. Loved everybody knows Animaniacs. Animaniacs is fucking great. It's uh, still great. Holds up. Steven Spielberg, sure. executive producer. And he he wasn't just executive producer. He did have a lot to do with the show running. Yes. And stuff. Like he made sure he would, didn't just have his name on this thing. Well, it was first he did Tiny Toons. Yep. Then Animaniacs. And of course, Pinky and the Brain yep. spun off from there. And then Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain are. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. So while Steven Spielberg was working on Tiny Toons Adventures, uh, show creator Tom Ruger actually had two colleagues, Eddie Fitzgerald and Tom Minton, who those are the people that he based Pinky and the Brain on. Yeah. It's pretty clear at this point. Um, Supposedly, Fitzgerald regularly would say narf. And, and all sorts dead. of yeah things like that, and he he'd walk in a room like he was wearing a silly hat. Yeah, <laughs> um, the quote. Hold on, I think I've got it here somewhere. He always greeted you like you were wearing a funny hat, and he liked it. And he liked it. <laughs> Even there's an in joke in one of the episodes of Tiny Toon Adventures. In the credits, he's credited as guy who says narf a lot. Oh, one yeah. of the episodes. That's awesome. They appear in the Pinky and the Brain reunion special. They're basically shown as two writers for the Pinky and the Brain cartoon, right. but they're very clearly characters of Eddie Fitzgerald and Tom Minton. The two titular characters, Pinky and the Brain, were portrayed respectively by Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. And, and those are definitely two, uh, if you would call them, heavyweight, top-tier, seasoned, seasoned veterans of the voice acting community. Yeah, these guys are big news. I mean, you've heard both of them in several cartoons. I mean, Rob Paulson's done everything from Rob Paulson, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles to Yakko from the Animaniacs to, to Donatello of the new Ninja Turtles. Donatello of the new Ninja Turtles. Dude, dude got into all of the Ninja Turtles somehow. And One the best of the main fucking characters. portrayal of Deadpool yet was Rob Paulson. Was that uh, in the video game? It was in the Wolverine versus the Hulk animated Ah, movie. okay, yes, absolutely. He was great in that. And obviously, a lot of people might know Maurice LaMarche from... You know, if you're a huge Simpsons fan or Futurama fan, it's all over that crap. And he is obviously channeling Orson Welles here when he's doing The Brain. Well, he describes it as 65% Orson Welles, 35% Vincent Price. Right. <laughs> but it's very it's, Orson Welles. kind of took over Orson Welles. And, and the funny thing is, in directing them to do the voices, he was the one that brought the Orson Welles... Yes, he portrayal. actually misinterpreted. Yeah. The, they showed him a picture of the character he was going to be voicing. And he, he went looked with at Orson it Welles. and he said, oh, it's a mouse with an Orson Welles face. Clearly, they want me <laughs> to do Orson Welles. This will be easy. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. No, he didn't recognize it's a perfect caricature of Tom Mitten. He didn't know who that was. <laughs> right. And when he had seen pictures of him, he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally him. Uh, but the Orson Welles voice works perfectly. It's funny, dude, growing up. I had no idea that was. I just knew that as the voice of the brain. And right. I knew that voice in and out. I kind of figured that out when I was looking into the whole War of the Worlds oh. radio drama that Orson Welles did that in, supposedly I'm inspired. A sure, mass you panic. listened to it and you were like, "That sounds like the brain." <laughs> it's right. It's <laughs> yeah, dude. When I fucking figured that out, I'm like, "Are you kidding me, dude? The brain is Orson Welles. What the fuck?" It's funny too because. Maurice LaMarche actually played the voice of Orson Welles and Ed Wood. Yes. You've seen Ed Wood, right? Yep. My favorite Tim Burton, Johnny Depp collabo. It's, it's excellent if you haven't seen, A lot of excellent people haven't film. seen it. It's phenomenal. It's the story of real life shitty filmmaker Ed Wood. And it's great. Great. Dude, Martin Landau's performance as Bela Lugosi is amazing. Yeah, it was good. Worth watching the movie just to see that. It was good. Well... Back to uh, Pinky and the Brain, more so Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson. Some of you may not know the connection that they have goes way back beyond in Animaniacs and shit like that. Uh, They were both in a ton of stuff, childhood shattering stuff. Like they were both in the Transformers cartoon. Okay. Ridiculous. They were both Transformers. Okay. And that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? And they're both in G.I. Joe. Okay. So, like, that was Rob Paulson's first cartoon voice work was G.I. Joe. He was uh, Snow Job and Tripwire, the two of the Joes. Craig, this is a family podcast. <laughs> it's a snow job, not the other thing, okay? 
I don't even want to know what a snow job surprise, is. That surprise. just sounds uncomfortable for all parties involved. It's very cold. Very chilling. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Maurice LaMarche is fucking Destro. What? That's One of the cool. main villains of the like. Maurice LaMarche, what have you done? I was fucking Destro. <laughs> One other cool thing that I didn't realize that I'm just going to throw out there. It's not mixed between the two. But did you know uh, Maurice LaMarche was also uh, Mr. Freeze in the Arkham games? No, I did not. For real. How fucking awesome is that? I can see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And one more thing about the two of them. I saw them at, uh, I didn't personally see them. I saw a video of them doing a panel at one of the comic cons when I, as Pinky and the Brain, you know, they just did Q and A's and answered a lot of stuff. But Rob Paulson was talking about how lucky he was to be in all the Ninja Turtles and be actual Ninja Turtles. And then Maurice Marsh made this side comment that was like, was like, oh, you know, yeah, I would like to be in the Ninja Turtles too. And then Rob was like, you, dude, you, you want to be in the Ninja Turtles? He's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. He's like, all right, I'll make it happen. Done. <laughs> and he just like stretched his arms like, yep, I did that. It's going to happen. So <laughs> I will be done. Look out for Maurice LaMarche to be in upcoming episodes of uh, Nickelodeon's excellent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He also, he being Maurice LaMarche, reprised the role of Brain in a Robot Chicken episode. Oh, yeah, that was so which, awesome. It's too bad Rob Paulson wasn't there. I can't imagine that he would have said no. I imagine it had to have been like, right. a, oh, oh, we've got you, Maurice LaMarche. Dude, would you, do you want to do a fucking would you do Robot this? Chicken with us? And they threw it together, I'm sure. Otherwise, I, I can't imagine Rob Paulson being like, nope, not going to do it. I can't do Rob Paulson. No one you can know, do I, Rob I'm Paulson. Too busy doing, I'm too busy doing Yakko right now. Yeah, nobody can nobody do Rob Paulson. Nobody can do Rob Paulson. This show was fucking fantastic, dude. It's won tons of awards, critical acclaim. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Christmas special won an Emmy in 1996 for Outstanding Animated Program. Uh, Rob it was Paul- that outstanding. It was that outstanding. Uh, Rob Paulson won the Annie Award for Outstanding Individual Achievement for voice acting by a male performer in an animated television program production. And when he accepted the award... He won it two years in a woe. In a, in a, in a woe? Okay, two Elmer. Two years in a woe, Quig. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, when, I'm sure I when he accepted he the award, he promptly just said, No! And then walked off stage. And uh, you know who won it the next year? Maurice LaMarche. Yes, sir. Uh, they own that. They own an animation at that time period. Rob that Paulson. was that was after Animaniacs, though, right? Was Animaniacs over at this time? By ninety eight, probably. Yeah, I mean they were fighting with the Tick, and uh, yeah. Well, in ninety nine, Rob Paulson won an Emmy for Outstanding Performer in an Animated Program, and the series also won in nineteen ninety nine the Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Special Class Animated Program. Not only that, but the episode Inherit the Wheeze, in which Brain is experimented on by a tobacco company. and Oh, no. They're making mice smoke now? Well, they yeah. And uh, it won a PRISM Award for its, for its anti-smoking message. Oh. Yeah, and one other thing that I found very interesting is, did you know that one of the writers on the team was uh, Alex Borstein? I did. That's just crazy it to was me, you know. Fucking TV. Lois Griffin, pre yeah. Miss Swan, it, it, like hearing that to me was the same uh, same feeling I got as the first time I found out that Conan O'Brien was a writer for The Simpsons. You know? Right. <laughs> well, that's a little cooler. No disrespect to Pinky and the Brain or Alex Borstein, but I guess yeah. Well, Simpsons is better than everything. So basically, the origin story of Pinky and the Brain is this. Doctor, <laughs> uh, Doctor Mordo, which is like Doctor Moreau, Doctor Mordo. Right. Okay, yeah, Moreau experimented on animals. Yeah, yeah, he uh, and it's a total, total satire of Marlon Brando. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, did he did all sorts of experiments with gene splicing? Maybe for Acme Labs. He's I'm a madman because eventually they end up at Acme Labs. So I think maybe for Acme Labs, and he also experimented. He's just a madman. He experimenting created, on shit. He shouldn't cre- shouldn't play God. <laughs> he created Brain's rival, Snowball the Hamster. Also, well, he didn't create him, but he. You know, clearly these right. mice have been given the ability to talk, incredible intelligence, and, and basically think of an even more evil version of Brain for Snowball. 
it's it's hinted at that Brain has the world's best interest at heart, but it's also hinted at that he doesn't sometimes. So right. Well, there was a little scene in Wacko's Wish that kind of made it seem like you know Brain was doing it for the good of mankind. Is that the Christmas special? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's very touching. He reads Pinky's uh, yeah. letter to Santa, and Pinky's like. What I want is you to take any gifts you have for me and give them to my best friend, Brain. Yeah. He's, he works Aww. so hard and he never gets anything in return. And all he ever wants is the world's best interests at heart. And, like, it's just so, like... And Brain, for once, he, he gets his fucking hypnosis device is being broadcast all over the world. And it's working. And he has everyone under his spell. And he's finally going to take over the world, but he's overcome yes. with the Christmas spirit. Oh, no, the And Christmas he's like, spirit. I command you to... Have a Merry Christmas. And then he takes the cap off and defeat. Self-defeat. Yeah, it was very touching because you could tell Brain did not want to do it, but he knew it was the right thing to do. Which is why it's it's commonly noted that Pinky's almost like the moral compass yeah. of the two. But as you were saying, Snowball is, a like you said, a more evil version of Brain. Uh, they were actually very good friends when they were just normal mice right? and well, hamsters. <laughs> But, Mice and uh, hamster playing together. Who thought about it? <laughs> Who would have funk it? <laughs> but uh, when their ge- when the genes got spliced and everything, you know, Snowball turned Changed against everything. Brain. And, yeah. So Pinky and the Brain are kind of interesting names. Do you know why they, they named him Pinky? No, please educate me and the listeners. Oh, I thought you did know why they named him Pinky. I thought you and just everyone. That. We should just go stand downtown with sandwich boards and just yell at people. Do you? the story of why Pinky and the Brain got their names. This used to be an orange grove. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so I'll tell you the story of how Pinky got a a name. Uh, (laughs) Brain was actually, I don't know if the scientists at Acme Labs could hear him or not, but he was like yelling at them, calling them idiots. And he basically said, you have less knowledge in both of your heads than I do in my pinky. And, and Pinky was like, no, yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there's actually a reason for Brain being called Brain, too. Did you know that one? Well, I knew that there was a reason because there's a reason for everything. For everything. Get, guys, expand your mind. <laughs> no, but actually Brain is an acronym for the entire project that is being done on these uh, mice. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did know that. Yeah, and it stands for Biological Recombinant Algorithmic Intelligence Nexus, which means what? Brain, I guess. So he took his name from that project. Yeah. And with the great chemistry of these two, you know how they always had the pinky. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, and, I think so, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and but and but me, be... Peppa Longstocking. What would the children look like? Exactly. <laughs> Love them. Love all of them. And most of them, they I, had to be off the cuff. Yeah, just like random things that's going through Paulson's mind. I can, I can believe it. <laughs> I can totally believe it. Like, but practicing docking procedures with a goat and zero cheese, it's never been done before. <laughs> like, who thinks of this fucking shit? Certainly not writers. I, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> That that came anywhere other than the deep recesses of Rob Balson's brain. I, I love, I loved those. I loved that was one thing I looked forward to in every episode. It was like, what were they going to say this time? You <laughs> A know? lot of them are shockingly adult, like in theme, like yeah, I think so, brain. But you wear the tutu this time, and yeah. like. <laughs> I think so, brain. But shouldn't we let the silkworms finish the box of shorts before we put them on? <laughs> and. There are also just all sorts of random ones like, well, I think so, Brain, but when are we going to get a trained octopus at this time of night? <laughs> I think so, Brain, but if we didn't have ears, we'd just look like weasels. Well, I think so, Brain. No! <laughs> Egod! <laughs> well, I think so, Brain, but how are we going to get the pencil erasers to taste like bacon? <laughs> Which is brilliant, by the way. Somebody should have made that happen by now. Actually, Craig, now you can get anything flavored like bacon. Anything, huh? Absolutely anything. Your pop screen is bacon flavored. Don't eat it, though. Then all your peas will hurt people's ears. Frozen peas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it all comes full circle. 
Some people get that. Some people don't. If you don't, you're on your own. What can I say? I hope I just made a couple fanboys squee. Pinky, believe it or not, actually does have a girlfriend. Uh, the horse. Oh, yeah. Farfig Newton. Farfig Newton. Perfect name for a horse. Well, it's actually, its name is threefold. It's a reference to Farlap, which was the champion early 20th century thoroughbred racehorse from Australia, I believe. Also, of course, Fig Newtons, the, ba- yep. the brand of fig rolls, the tasty treats. And Farfignugan, the advertising slogan by Volkswagen in the 90s, uh, it means driving enjoyment in Germany. Oh, is that what that means? In Germany, driving enjoys you. Ho, ho, ho. I've got a lot of German in me and a lot of Irish in me, and I can do neither accent. Not to save my life. Also, Farfig Newton had kind of a famous uh, voice actor voicing her. Care to take a guess? It was a male. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Close. So close. Billy West. Further away. (laughs) It was... (laughs) It was the same person that voiced Megatron. Frank fucking Welker did the voice of Farfig Newton. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, guys. And uh, there was another female character in the show named Billy, who was the apple of Brains Eye. Brains wanted her, and she... Was voiced by Tress McNeil. Absolutely, of Simpsons and Futurama fame. Again, I'm just going to keep repeating that if someone's eye hears it. So what I was saying was, you know, uh, Brain fell in love with her, but she actually kind of liked Pinky because, I mean, look at him. He's a fucking Adonis. Because they looked like brother and sister, so apparently they got this weird Luke Leia thing going on. Oh. Uh, oh. But Pinky already had a ah. girlfriend, Farfig Newton. Right. He was untouchable. Can't break that man's spirit. He's He doesn't cheat. Uh, another fun fact, Billy's actually smarter than Brain. Yeah, she became smarter than she wasn't originally, but after further experimentation. So basically, she smarter than Brain. He was like, Brain was like, you can't experiment on me any further, and she was like, keep going, I want to be smarter. <laughs> bring <laughs> Don't it on, stop. Bring it on. Bring it on. Don't stop. <laughs> oh yeah, get that no. brush. I uh, I think Brain was still experimented on while they're at Acme Labs, but she became smarter, and that really intimidated him. And he's like, we got to step up our game and conquer the world before she does it first. Even though I don't think that was her intentions, he he was still like, shit, shit's going to happen. She also dated Snowball at one point, probably just to rub it in Brain's face. Rub it in, yeah. So we talk about these characters, but they weren't regular appearances. Right, the focus was Pinky and and Brain. Yeah, when they can get a good story and setup established for Pinky and the Brain, using one of these characters, they They would do it. it. But it was always centered around the chemistry between Pinky and the Brain. Right. They're just as much of a random character as if they, like, they went out and ran into Tom Hanks or something. And the network was really pressuring them to add a third character, that we needed more characters. Because we want this to be a bigger show. Well, the Three and, Stooges was a success, so we <laughs> need to put everything in trios now. Right. Change they, dynamics. Shake it, things up it, a bit. I think it was more just, you know what, honestly... I didn't read this or anything, but it was probably a lot to do with like marketing and stuff like that. Like, look, this is a huge show. People love it. Kids love it. Critics love it. We need more. And Can what you make Maurice LaMarche should have said to them was, have you not seen the episode of The Simpsons, Itchy, Scratchy, and Poochie yet? <laughs> it's not going to work. Right? <laughs> it's like all we have to stock the WB store with. Is Pinky Dolls and the Brain Dolls for the Pinky and the Brain section. Who else? We're not going to sell a doll of Billy. Right. No one gives a fuck about Billy. No one gives a fuck about Farfig Newton. Like, whoa, we need whoa, more whoa, characters. whoa, 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 whoa. Honestly, Pinky was like, excuse true me. Fans, yeah. Excuse me. I'll give I'm, a crap about Farfig Newton. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, so they really were pressuring them, and they didn't want to do it, but eventually, they, to satisfy their demands, they made an episode, Pinky and the Brain and Larry. Because that fits boom, so well. Boom, 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 it's Pinky and the Brain and Larry, it's Pinky and the Brain and Larry. One's a genius, the other's insane. Don't forget about Larry. <laughs> That's a, I'm not joking. That's, That's how, how the theme was. song yeah. was in that episode. Yeah. Is, they, you could truly see their disgust. <laughs> And the necessity to bring in this 
character. Now, so I'm sorry it had to be Billy West that played this horrible character, but... Well, no, it's great, though, because it, it's a great character in the sense that it's a satire of what the network right. was asking yeah. for, which is brilliant. And uh, so, he was also clearly you, uh, Larry from the Three Stooges. Right. In that episode, too, there's an appearance, you see, of a mouse that resembles Zeppo Marx, which was the Marx brother that was very often criticized for never growing into, like, a personality and a role of his own. Well, I mean, with Groucho, can you really, like, top that? <laughs> He was so out there. He's like, I'm an individual now. Nah, she ain't. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, eventually their demands did go through because eventually Pinky and the Brain, the series got canceled and they came out swinging with a new series, uh... Pinky Elmira and the Brain. Which, to me, at the time... As a fan of all this crap and a fan, a huge fan of Tiny Toon Adventures, of course, Elmira was my most hated. Like I hated fucking Elmira, man. I did not think she was funny. Thought she was annoying. I didn't either. As I a kid, disliked. I never, as a kid, I disliked Elmira. As a Elmira kid, I never a lot. got where she came from. Like, yeah, she's Elmer Fudd's niece. I get it. Yeah, but okay. uh, well, she's not his niece. She's just she's just modeled after. None of the Tiny Toons characters were actually related to any well, of the I knew, characters. Like modeled Buster, after. Babs, and Plucky, like because Ex- they, their idols were you know uh, Bugs and Daffy. Well, her last name's Duff. It's Elmira Duff. Right. Granted, she could still end up being his niece. Maybe she is. Who I knows? think I think it was said somewhere. I don't know. I could possibly be wrong. Go ahead, fanboys. Email us the truth. I'm we not know a fan you know, of Elmira. We know you're either. searching stuff, but. I'm not a fan of Elmira either, but, but it I, makes sense. I do have to say, given to the predicament her. that they put them in, you better add a fucking third character if you want more. Add another third. It makes character. sense. Elmira was always known for like taking in animals and abusing the crap out of them. And it's it's another opportunity for another layer of chemistry, right? It's like sometimes it's like them against her. Yeah, you know? and their personalities, Pinky, the way Pinky can interact with Elmira, the way the brain would interact with Elmira, right. you know? So given what they had to work with, I respect the direction they went, but they resented it. In fact, if you listen to the theme song, uh, for one, there's a lyric in there which is like, Pinky and the brain have a new domain. It's what the networks want. Why bother to complain? <laughs> Perfect. And like, at the end of the song, dude, while they the music's... They had talented writers for this shit, Dude, man. while the music's fading out, the brain says, I deeply resent this. <laughs> great. Just great. I love it. If, if this isn't a cautionary tale, it's, all, it's been said before, and we're going to keep beating into your heads, fucking... The people that run networks have no clue what they're doing. Yeah. Talking about trust the creative minds that For you're real. paying to come For up real. with this shit. If you... I know you're the one throwing your money on it and hoping to get ratings, but trust these people you're giving money to to make this. It's it's the whole cliche of I don't tell you how to do your job, don't tell me how to do mine. I don't tell you how to market this shit. I don't tell you how to sell the toys, how to make commercials, how to get that shit on the air. For real. Don't tell me how to make a good oh, fucking whoa, story. Oh, okay. We're just about, I'm about to head into like Young Justice territory now. I'm branching off from here because I got a little rant to bring on to them because they canceled Young Justice, which was an excellent, excellent program, uh, superhero program of like, you know, the sidekicks like Robin and Superboy and uh, Artemis and Aqualad. It was done extremely well, man. And after two seasons, they canceled it because they weren't selling enough toys to what they thought their target demographic was, 10-year-old boys. I don't know why. It was more of an, like, an adult-based thing of where teenagers and you know 20-somethings are loving this show. It, don't sell toys. Sell fucking t-shirts. You know, Sell fucking keychains. I guarantee you people will buy that shit. Right. How many people are... like, uh, Just... Guys, a more creative attempt. Guys, to open up your horizon. You know, animation, expand your horizons. Yeah, animation isn't just. It's not just for children. Not just for children. Even as teenagers, you don't have to. Just because it's a superhero doesn't mean it has to sell an action figure. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Pinky Elmira and the Brain, <laughs> of course, because that's what our focus is. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode recently, and there's a reference to oral sex in it. As there should have been. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, Elmira's doing a spelling homework, and she's like, you know, rabbit. Oh, I'm going to spell that with a lot of cues because it's a pretty letter. And, like, she's just spelling everything wrong. And, and the brain comes over, and he's just kind of like, no, you imbecile. That's not how you spell it. 
And he takes the pencil and writes it on the page. And he's like, look, rabbit, R-A-B-B-I-T, genus Oryctolagus, species Caniculus. And Amira's <laughs> like, naughty, waddy, potty talk. You're getting your mouth washed out with soap. And like grabs him and drags him to the bathroom. She thought he, she thought he said cunning, cunnilingus. Cunt. No, she thought he said cunnilingus. Oh. Uh, what's a cunnilingus? Really? Uh, you'll you'll learn when you're older. Cunnilingus? Cunnilingus is uh, going down on a female. Fellatio is going down on a male. Since when? That's the scientific terms for it. Because cunnilingus? some douchebag determined that scientific how, okay, words I've heard have of to be Latin. Fellatio and fellating and whatnot. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody say the word cunnilingus. In my life. I've no, that's, never that's heard that. That's what it's called. That's the female equivalent of fellatio. Okay, well. So the premise of that show was, of course, the brain was conducting some sort of experiment, which resulted in Acme Labs being blown up. Oh, so now they need somewhere else to live. They wandered off, eventually somehow wound up in a pet store. Elmira bought a pet turtle, which they were apparently, I assume, hiding from Elmira in its shell and ended up with them. It's not really explained well. There's no episode. It's all explained in the theme song. It's all explained in the theme song. What happened? Just to wrap it up in a nutshell. It's just everybody's caught up to speed when the episode starts why Elmira's there. So there is a fan theory that's been going around that Pinky is actually the genius. And the brain is the insane one. The theme song says one's a genius, the the other's insane. Clearly, the brain has some megalomaniacal tendencies. He wants to dominate the world. as, As crazy. And Pinky is actually very respectful to all other people. And it seems like most of the episodes follow the formula of the brain comes up with a plan. Pinky makes a suggestion. The brain shoots it down. The brain ends up failing. And, and the suggestion right. usually, yeah, would have ended up with with a success. Yeah, he's I I could see that, but he's also kind of a dummy. Well, uh, Pinky and the Brain became popular enough to where they were referenced in other media's and such. Uh, one allusion to them was actually in an issue of The Incredible Hulk. Cool, right? Uh, it was just like panels with two mice who were being. Ex- Experimented, who were in like an omnibus uh, center, which is Marvel, you know. Yeah. One had an enlarged brain, an enlarged head. So it kind of looked like brain. And when their cage was destroyed, you heard a narf sound. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you didn't hear it. You read it. It said narf in the comic panel. So... Uh, it's very possible that they coexist in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. There's also in Fallout 2, there's an albino mole rat, uh, which has, I guess, an enlarged brain case, and its name is Brain, and he wants to, you can take your guess, A, party like it's 1999, B, dance like no one's watching. Oh, you should always dance like that. <laughs> C, just have a nice relaxing night at home with some Netflix and some ice cream. Or Add a D, glass of wine and you, you, you got me. Or D, take over the world. I'm going to go with the Netflix one. No, you'd be wrong. He wants ah, to take over the world. It. It, was, it was between that or partying like it was 1999. And, and there is another albino mole rat in the game. Although it doesn't really bear any resemblance to Pinky, it can be surmised that that's why there's two of them. Yeah, and um, actually in the game, one of the responses in the dialogues you can choose to have to them in reply is, that's some big plants for a small rat. You can either say that, or you can say, well, I think so, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) If only only they would have added that as an option. Also, Rice University... Draws! (laughs) They have their own neologism dictionary. And they actually have NARF included into the dictionary. That's pretty sweet. It's defined as a random sound or nonce word. Mm-hmm. Nathan, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, I think so, Craig. But why would Clint Howard be going through our underwear drawers? No, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for plugs. Oh, is that the... The, the, the plugs. I, th- I thought we weren't uh, going to uh, talk uh, about we, we those plugs We can't in talk about that right. on the net. 
You tell you can't you hit me the last time I brought that up in public, Brian. Not this time. <laughs> I almost called you Pinky. <laughs> no, I did just call you, you Brain. You did just call me Brain. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go to our YouTube page. That seems to be popping right now. Popping like Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, well, recently we have added uh, the Blockbuster Buster episode up on there. That's getting a lot of hits, obviously. Check out our other shit. We got small promos, a lot of shorter stuff on there. Just go out there and check it, man. YouTube.com slash Podcast. Subscribe to that channel. And like our Facebook page. Always like the Facebook page. That's the place to follow. You get... You get every YouTube update, you get every Tumblr update, you get every SoundCloud update, you get every all these things that we haven't even told you about yet updates on the Facebook. So go yep. like all those other ones, but if you don't feel like spending that much time, just go like it the all Facebook. Happens you at get the all Facebook. in one. All the pictures, well, there's more pictures on the Tumblr, so if you want more pictures. I was about to say fairpointpodcast.tumblr.com, you'll get all sorts of pictures there. But Facebook, you get witty status updates. You get more information about next week's topic. For example, you know how last week we, we led you on? We were like, oh, what's our next week's topic? Oh, oh, yeah, they want to yeah. take over the world. Oh, if yeah, you followed yeah. the Facebook, you would have found maybe a clue or two and figured it out or before everybody else. maybe be told. Or maybe just be <laughs> told a couple days early like we yeah. did. But, you know. And when you're done there, you should follow us on Twitter. At Fairpoint Pod. We're similar to Facebook, but with less characters. Less characters, just like Pinky and the Brain. And Larry. And Larry. They're do without Larry. And Larry. And Larry. And Larry. And Larry. And on iTunes. iTunes. You're probably getting the episode from iTunes, but we're all over the place now. Tons of podcast directories. Yeah, the Pod Bay throw... app on Android phones. Absolutely. Uh, Name a few more. Go ahead. I uh, yeah, we might be yeah, on the BlackBerry the Network. There, didn't I? Just search P- Fairpoint. You'll probably wherever. Find us. Yeah, wherever you can download uh, podcasts from on your phone. But iTunes is kind of the premier distributor for podcasts, so it helps us if you're hitting us up on iTunes, or even if you're not. Right. Just to, so just to stop by and leave us a rating. So if you're chilling with your review. Galaxy Note four or whatever, just go to Pod Bay now. Yeah, you don't need go. iTunes anymore. Or you can find our RSS, www.secretroommultimedia.com slash fairpoint slash fair.xml. No, I'm not going to say it again. You can check it out. I really wish you hadn't said it the first time. (laughs) Anyways, from the secret room, I'm Nathan Kapiser. I'm Craig Lewis. And Larry. (laughs) Don't forget about Larry. Come gather round and I'll tell you the story of how we made our first turnip soup. Back in the day, we didn't have money for fancy restaurants. (laughs) Anyways.